You can build the life you've always desired. You can become the person you want to be. You don't have to listen to society. You can step into your inner power and your truths and set yourself free. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 25 of the Writing to Inspire podcast entitled Why You Can't Let Go with your favorite host, of course, Jamal Kedora. For those of you who are new to this show, this podcast is based off of my Instagram page at Writing to Inspire. I post on there daily, I go live, I share very in-depth thoughts, so if you are not following, please follow at Writing to Inspire, it's all one word on Instagram. You can benefit from my daily content over there. And again, for those of you who have been long-time listeners, I am offering one-on-one life coaching sessions related to healing, growth, and moving on. So if you're serious about reconstructing your life and rebuilding yourself, I am the person you want to talk to. You can contact me via DMs on Instagram at writingtoinspire or email me at writingtoinspire at yahoo.com. So in the spirit of mentioning my life coaching sessions, I would like to address a very common topic that I often discuss with clients and that's often presented to me on my page. Jamal, why can't I let go? Why is it so hard for me to move on from this marriage? Why is it so hard for me to forget this person that I was getting to know. And there are so many elements for us to further explore here, everyone. It's a vast topic, and it's one that can be so confusing and puzzling. It's really, really difficult, right? You had so much hope invested in a person, invested in a marriage, or in getting to know them. And along the way, you were convinced that This was it. This marriage was bound to work. This person that you were getting to know and you were trying to build a life with was the one. You guys had similar humor. You enjoyed the same shows. You liked the same books. You could talk for hours on end and never run out. You always had something to say to one another, right? And suddenly, out of nowhere, things come crashing down. All of a sudden, the other individual decides that it's best to part ways. And you sit and you rake your brain over the reasons. You try to unpack this multi-layered dilemma so that you can uncover your closure. Which, again, that's a separate topic. Closure is often internal, and you can see my other podcast episodes for that. But you wonder, why did this go wrong? Why did this marriage fail? Why did this person suddenly pull away as I was getting to know them? And we started to talk about being serious and getting married and constructing a life together. Why? And it's devastating. I mean, some of my clients, they, they're left reeling for 
months on end before they reach out to me. Some people have been grieving over these losses for years. And that's not to mock anybody. Of course, we never want to mock another person's pain. We want to be there to help them, to lead them back to healing, growth, and God-consciousness, God-willing. We're here to worship God, and one of the ways that we do that is by offering support, love, and encouragement to our fellow human beings. So I will never knock anybody for the pain that they're feeling, but it is a cause for curiosity, right? Why are we so caught up on a marriage that ended four years ago? Or why is it so hard to depart from a situation that is leaving us? When life and God are clearly directing us to other directions. And we can explore that. So many of my clients blame themselves. Because maybe they're dealing with enmeshment trauma. Or they grew up with a lot of trauma themselves and it's very difficult to separate between themselves and another person's emotions and difficulties. But one of the main reasons you can't let go is you're in love with a story. And I really want you to contemplate that. How many times have you been so invested and engrossed in a situation before it really even started? A great example I always use with clients is a job analogy. It works very, very well. So let's say, for instance, you were about to get this new job, right? And maybe you heard phenomenal things about this company. And all the wonderful benefits they have. The intriguing work culture they've implemented. The fun staffs that are always so lively. You've heard these stories and they're enchanting. They really increase your interest. And suddenly, without even having worked, one day... You're convinced in this company's message. Sure, you've gone through some interviews. You've toured the facility. You've walked through the loud, boisterous rooms where laughter hits the ceilings. Where everybody's smiling and campaigning for a common goal. But you still haven't worked there yet. There's still a lot of question marks. Still a lot of unfilled spaces, if you will. But you're convinced. Why? Because you fell in love with the story your mind began drawing. The mind is the most fanciful artist ever. And it can draw and conceive things that we rarely think are possible. But once we become invested in those images, we now have a story to attach to. A story of how great your life was going to be if you were hired. A story of how this company is suddenly and seemingly so much better than every other company and job out there. Yet you've never worked a day there. But all the things that you heard and all the pleasantries you exchanged during the interview had you convinced 
They had you believing that this was it. So let's draw parallels between my job analogy and the person you were getting to know for marriage. You and this person were dialoguing. You were laughing at one another's jokes. Sharing fond memories and really emotionally bonding and enjoying one another. So suddenly, what does your mind start to do? Oh, you start to imagine what it would be like if you were married to this person. How great your lives would be. All the vacations you'd take, the dinner dates you'd plan, the nature walks you'd embark on. Suddenly, it's almost as if you've done all these things, right? It's almost as if this is a life that you've lived a thousand times over. But again, you're in love with a story. And we can even further extrapolate this to a job that you did already work at, or a marriage that you were already in, or a situation that was deeper. You are telling yourself how great something was, how it perfectly suited your life, when maybe, if you really took a chance to reflect, you would see there were many shortcomings here that were depriving you. And I see that a lot of times with my clients. In the beginning, it's so difficult to let go of someone. It's so difficult to part ways from the situation. And when the pain is still fresh, suddenly the person, the marriage, the situation, or what have you, was the greatest thing on this earth. But once the dust settles, the heart calms, and a person feels a little more peace, they can assess it much more rationally, and they'll come back and say, yeah, Jamal, on second thought, you know, so many of my needs were going unmet. This person was a poor communicator. This person had a very, very bad temper. But again, you're so convicted by this situation because of the story that you told yourself. You had yourself believing that this was the greatest thing. And most of the time it's because of a few fleeting, enjoyable moments. The human mind is fascinating. It will negate the bad for a few pieces of good. And oftentimes it's because you might not think that you deserve better. So the stories that you tell yourself matter the most. They set the precedent for your overall outlook. So if you're living in a fantasy and coloring over all of these blemishes, of course a situation is going to seem amazing. Right? Of course you're going to think that this is perhaps the best you'll ever have. But you have to question and further unpack those narratives so that you can dislodge falsehood and replace it with truth. You need to be present in your reality. You need to see things for what they are. And not simply what you're envisioning them to be. There's reality and fantasy. So learn to distinguish between the two. The next thing is, you have maybe some issues with self-esteem. 
subconsciously you don't think that you deserve better. You believe that you're fated for a life of misery and that your needs are too consuming. They're unrealistic. And why do you always have to be, quote, so much? Perhaps this is something you contemplate or the people close to you have thrown out such statements, right? You believe that that's it. Nobody can love you. You're unlovable. You're a mess. A wreck. An emotional disaster that people shouldn't even bother sifting through. And when you have these limiting hurtful beliefs, you naturally and subconsciously lower your standards. You believe that the subpar mediocrity you've been tolerating is the best that you can get and is the greatest thing for you because you have nothing to compare it to and you don't think you deserve better. If you don't believe that you're worthy of more, you're going to settle. And when you settle and something is slightly better than what you're used to or you don't really know what you should be looking for in a spouse or in a marriage or in somebody you're getting to know, all of a sudden their qualities are going to seem that much more exaggerated. So maybe it's a good time for you to reflect on what your limiting beliefs are about yourself. That's what I always coach my clients on. Let's get to your limiting beliefs and dissect them so that we can see what you truly think about yourself, how you're inhibiting your growth, and how it influences the choices that you make. Because it's very easy to analyze other people's choices. But we need to question, and this is what I do with my clients, I get them to question why they're settling for such a mediocrity and mistreatment. So that's a critical component of having a hard time with letting go. It's not thinking highly of yourself and believing that you're unworthy and you're never going to be able to overcome these difficulties and circumstances. And you just keep ruminating over everything, right? You just keep believing that this is the best that you've had. And, well, why even try for anything more? Why even believe in God's infinite bounty that can grant you something so much greater. That's what happens when you stay trapped in these wounds. One more thing that I can throw out for the sake of this episode is regret. Many clients that I work with are often kicking themselves. The should've, could've, would've games, right? And we all can play them. But suddenly... Only your mistakes, flaws, and inconsistencies matter. Suddenly, it's so simple and so second nature to forget all of their flaws and shortcomings and inconsistencies. So you spend so much time ruminating over what you did wrong, what you could have said differently, and how you failed the other individual. And listen, it's perfectly fine and commendable, in fact, I encourage my clients to audit your behavior, audit the way that you showed up, 
Were you the best spouse? Did you have your deficiencies? Could you have done things differently? Sure. And take note of those things and try your best to work on them. But to conveniently neglect other people's portion of the blame is unfair to you. And again, it stems from, in many cases, a lack of self-esteem. And I don't say these things to be demeaning. And I hope you all know that I say it in a spirit of love, compassion, and a genuine commitment to your growth and well-being, God willing. And I pray for that success for everyone. So you can't stay stuck on all the mistakes that you made. And you can't allow it to blind you to another person's shortcomings and lackings. A marriage, a situation, is it involves, excuse me, everyone's portion. So just like you have your good, you have your bad, but so does somebody else. They have their good and their bad. They have their faults that contributed to a downfall of something. So be mindful of that. Don't be quick to throw yourself under the bus. And most importantly, learn from these mistakes. You're imperfect. That's okay. You were never going to live this flawless life. You were bound to mess up at some point. Whether it's saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, failing or fledgling in certain moments and circumstances, it's understandable. You're human. But mistakes are golden opportunities to learn, refine yourself, and build something better and more meaningful. But it's just about your perspective that makes a difference. And the longer you wallow in regret and fuel these hurtful false narratives, such as, such as the stories, excuse me, that I mentioned before, and overly blaming yourself, you'll never move on. And these are just three reasons, not the only three, but three of the very prevalent reasons I've stumbled upon with clients that you can't let go. Get rid of the narratives. You don't know what your life would have been like to that person you were getting to know for marriage. You don't know. Just like you don't know what it would have been like fully to work at that company, you haven't experienced it. Or if you did experience the company, or you were close to marriage to somebody, or you were married, or, or whatever was going on, and you were involved, and you've seen some of the good, it doesn't mean that it was bound to continue like that. And it doesn't mean that you can't pick up these pieces and rebuild into something better. Nor should it negate from the negatives that were there that you're probably overlooking. So remind yourself of that. Remind yourself that, yes, things do happen for reasons, and everything goes according to God's divine providence. And yes, things do end. They end when they're supposed to end. And if it's out of your control, you can't attach yourself to it. You have to accept where you are and what it is, because that's the reality. And again... Maybe you were in that marriage. Maybe you had a situation going on where you did have great experiences. But it doesn't mean it was always going to be that way. Or that you were destined to be with somebody forever. 
there are so many factors that you have to account for. You can't be blinded to them. Nor can you sell yourself on these false narratives or false images your mind constantly portrays. There's a lot that the mind conveniently neglects. The hurtful times, the red flags, all of those things. And be honest with yourself, you probably ignored them too. They were probably right there, but it was just too easy and too convenient to just say, you know what, I'm not really going to focus on these things right now, I'll worry about them later. And you become more and more infatuated with those stories. But those stories leave out a lot of details. The negatives. The hurtful truths. And the unknowns. You don't know what it was going to be like. Had you continued in the situation. So give yourself a fair shake. Let go of the past. Accept your reality. And slowly work on rebuilding yourself. You have the strength within. You have the God-given intellect and will to recreate yourself. And to build a very meaningful life where you worship and honor God and all the blessings he's given you. You let go of your painful past and you transform your hurt into meaning that changes lives, brings people closer to God, and helps them heal their own wounds. These are the things that you have to factor and contemplate. Don't get caught up in those stories that you told yourself. They're not true. And a lot of times they're not grounded in reality. And most of the time those stories are based on just a few pages. And not entire books. So there's so much information being left out. You can do it. You can move on. And if you're struggling, that's okay. We all do. But you're going to get there eventually. Pray and ask God for his guidance. Be gentle with yourself. Practice letting go. And work toward building the new. God willing. And on that note, I'm going to conclude this episode. And I thank you all so much for tuning in to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Uh, please be sure to leave this five stars and a positive rating on any platform that you use. I greatly appreciate it. And again, if you need additional help with healing and moving on and rebuilding yourself, I do offer one-on-one -on -one life coaching sessions. You can DM me at Writing to Inspire on Instagram or email me, writingtoinspire at yahoo.com. It's all one word and it's all letters. Thank you so much again, guys. May the peace and blessings of God be upon us all. And I pray for our continued success and guidance. Much love always. Thank you so much for listening to the Writing to Inspire podcast. Please be sure to give it five stars and leave a comment so that it spreads to other people. As always, I appreciate you and happy healing.